Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Guest Thursday, and uh, Kathy, we have a very special guest, actually, in your neck of the woods from uh, yes. <laughs> uh, East Coast, New Hampshire, New England, and uh, uh, Dom uh, DeLuca from, uh, where Where actually is your, are you located, Dom? Uh, right now, I'm sitting in uh, North Conway-ish, New Hampshire. Uh, we have a place up there we cross-country ski, and then I live uh, where my office is in North Attleboro, Massachusetts, so right near Providence. Oh, neat. Okay. So are you uh, are you sitting out on your deck there with the snow behind you there? <laughs> I told my wife I was going to put a hat on and yeah. make it look good. I've done that. Yeah. yeah, no. yeah it would have been. That's it what would, it looks like. It would have been funny to put a hat and a coat on and like, you know, Tom says he doesn't mind the cold. So, um, But that is indeed the backdrop. If you were to look out your window, you'd pretty much see today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And then Dom and I were actually, um, yesterday we were on a, a call with his C12 group um, that uh, we were just walking together in the scriptures, which is, you know, we, we talk about abiding and, and God's will. And uh, it was how does a group facilitate uh, helping others, you know, discern God's will. And that was kind of fun, wasn't it, Dom, to uh, great. go through that. Good. Yeah, it was really fun. And you guys, you guys got a group, got a great group. Where do you guys meet, by the way, when, you, when you're meeting? I was visiting uh, the Newport group because I, I had a trip for my group, which is in Providence, but the Newport group is kind of cool. They meet at the International um, Tennis Hall of Fame in Newport. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, well, I've been there, actually. That's, uh, fun, right? that's right. Well, it's right by, it's on the, uh, what they call Mansion Row. Uh, yes. So uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's a magnificent place. And to get to see the mansions, um, and they're all publicly, publicly open, so you can go visit them. Have you ever been there, Kathy? I've been down to Newport a few times, and in fact, I'll go again this fall. That's where our the New England C12 annual event is down by the Newport Tennis Hall oh, of cool. Fame, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be. It got changed. But yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I hadn't got yeah. that message yet. I was all about that. Come on. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah we'll still go down there. Um, been down there once yeah. before, though. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. And hey, Don, by the way, um, Linda and I are coming out. Um, one of Linda's desires of her heart Um has been um, I really like to from her perspective it was I'd like to have a house on a lake and um, it's like okay you know why and I'll come and she talked about it and but we know something about that is is you know don't go try to search it out yourself just you know let God take it well last year we actually uh, were you know in uh, uh, New England and uh, with Scott Cornell and then uh, he called us and he didn't he didn't even know that he just called and said hey my my neighbor um at the lake has a house for rent this in the summer um would you, would you like to be no, would you like to look at it? yeah sure you know and uh, so you know we we talked to him and hey if we did it for a couple of weeks several weeks you know could we do it get a good rate and all that yeah and so we're renting a house on lake winnipesaukee um, in the last week of July through the uh, last week of August. 
So we'll, we're, we're gonna we're gonna come and come and uh, and uh, visit people and be with uh, Rick Rick uh, Ferris group and come and visitors group and uh, so we'll, and you're we'll gonna hang out with Dan and I. We're gonna come hang out with you guys. And, <laughs> so I, I expect you still to have your Christmas stuff. <laughs> it is down now. You don't get that wish. Oh man. In January though. <laughs> well, Dom, uh, we're just excited that you're here. And uh, first of all. Um, why don't you share with us, how did you come to know Christ in your life? So uh, I go back uh, to 13. I remember seeing a Bible. Uh, I was part of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and I remember seeing a Bible that said I was baptized in the Holy Spirit some date mm. in 1973. I was 13. Kind of wandered away as a teenager would. But I was working at an ice cream sandwich shop, and uh, there was a waitress there, and I asked her out. And the condition of me uh, dating her was that I went to a coffee house. It's one of the first Christian coffee houses in New England. Mm. So I, I went, and her mom worked there as well as well, well, well as her grandfather. I was all three of their bosses. But I went to the coffee house, and that's uh, ultimately where I accepted Christ. It was uh, I was a musician. I'd been a musician since I was 12, playing in church, uh, playing at school. Uh, it was Christian music. It was early rock and roll. It was some of the stuff you listen to now. They go, are you kidding me? Uh, Larry <laughs> Norman, Randy Stonehill, that kind of stuff, the Jesus Freak movement. And um, Love it. just lo loved it, just absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, accepted the Lord there, was baptized in, in Newport Beach, second beach in Newport shortly thereafter. Uh, cool. The girl is not my wife. My wife is my wife, who I met at the coffee house. She was one of, <laughs> one of my groupies. Um, but the, uh, the girl Sharon is uh, our kids laugh about it because they're our best friends. I was the best man at her wedding. His, her husband was the best man at my wedding. Oh, my cool. kids joked that, that, that my dad, awesome. my, my dad, I have prompt pictures of my dad with your, your mom, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was, um, <laughs> but that's where I met my wife. My wife was a, a lovely Minnesota girl. Uh, we met one day, it was her birthday and she was going for a bike ride and she was by herself. And I said, nobody can go for a bike ride by themselves on their birthday. So we, we went for this ride and, and um, we were really good friends for, for two to three years and she was going to move back to Minnesota and I was going to help her move and uh, we fell in love and she decided not mm -hmm. to move her going away party. Um, they gave her gifts and then she never went away and they let her keep it. I she love was it. Nurse, nurse hospital. So yeah, so we've been married. Um, it'll be 40 years this August. Beautiful. Oh, congratulations. Beautiful. Where were where were you um, when you were a teenager growing up? Where, what's, where was that? What city was that? It was uh, Norton, Massachusetts, right near, uh, not far from where I live now. Okay. Uh, my, my dad still lives in the same house. Uh, yeah. So. And what kind was, of uh, uh, what kind of instrument did you play? Did I'm you... a guitar player. I, I, I uh, first first place I joked about this. Uh, um, first place I ever played was St. Mary's Church in Norton, Massachusetts. One of the first songs I ever learned was. They'll know we are Christians by our love, which I joke turned out not to be true. But, um, <laughs> but, I was uh, yeah, like, Rich, so, have you heard him firsthand? Have you heard him sing yeah, we, play guitar? Yeah, we did. We uh, we were okay. at a retreat, and he joined uh, uh, Tom Ewing and Dave Dunkel yep. uh, on the guitar. And it I was, love hearing him play. It, it was really fun uh, to add that uh, your capability and your skill to that worship. It was it was terrific and. Um, and we we did not play. Uh, you'll know you'll know us by our love, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's kind of neat. And then when leading what... worship since I was twelve, uh, you know, from ministry point of view, leading worship since I was twelve, involved in church uh, all through, you know, from the time I I you know the coffee house till now. 
uh, been serving as worship uh, leader, uh, right hand you know man to the pastor as far as getting things done, helping uh, execute things in the church. Uh, recently, we did an abiding uh, three week uh, uh, teaching. Yeah. Uh, so really excited awesome. about that and uh, the whole the whole uh, abide. I call it the discipline of abiding because I, I I felt kind of funny you know what to call it and because it really is a discipline and trying to uh, show people the the value of that and and the fruit of that. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. And how, uh, when you met your wife at the coffee shop, how old were you? Uh, 22, uh, 20, 22, yeah, it must've been 2021. She came out in Minnesota. It was, uh, it was a Christian coffee house. So it was music, we're at Christian music and co terrible coffee. And then uh, maybe a <laughs> preaching and uh, again, terrible coffee. But cookies. I think there were cookies. And pies <laughs> like that. Well, that does it right there. And um, we always do good cookies. Now, were you were you were you were you already were you at, at college center? Were you actually working then? What were you What were you doing when that was going? Uh, so on? I I have I have um which maybe you know we'll touch on a little bit of his career, but I have a high school diploma, C, C student, terrible student, and the two courses I took uh, in college were. Uh, night school community college business management and accounting and failed them both so i i um i'm self-taught mm. uh, so i was working um partially at the at the uh at the restaurant which where i where i met the sharon and, and and you know sharon but but then um uh through through my dad i was able to get a job um at foxborough company in in foxborough mass a big company which was instrumental in my career and and ending up owning a business um, I mean, my, my God business story would be a whole nother podcast for another day, but it's uh, God's hand has been in it, you know, yeah. right from the get go. Yeah. Walk, walk us through a little bit of your uh, career that uh, and, and lead us to what you're actually doing now, because I know I know you are a business owner. So and you don't have to go through and all the all the detail, but kind of walk us through the your history of uh, your your business career. <laughs> so I I, I, uh, I worked at Foxborough as a bench tech. Um, I trained myself. On, on the electronic, I did I did go to some uh, electronic school actually. Forgot all about that, but uh, but um, the the uh, <clears throat> worked my way through and and got into a a, a a systems position, which is where I, I really excelled. It was looking at you know whole systems that controlled like whole power plants and paper mills, and really resonated with that. And uh, but the recession hit, uh, so I had to move on to another company. Um, which was in what they temperature control and uh did really well as a service guy did so well as a service guy they promoted me to a sales guy and uh about in 1991 september um 17th 1991 apparently a first day of recession started because two years later peter jennings said we're two years into recession into a recession <laughs> on the two years the reason i know that is because on that day i got a phone call from it was, the company was called barbara coleman a temperature control company, and they said, "You're a golden boy. We're keeping we're keeping four guys out of everybody in the whole United States, and you're one of them." And I said, "Oh, great! So you're going to make eighty thousand wow. dollars a year." Back in nineteen ninety one, I said, "Oh, great!" So I went in and asked, "So what is it? What does it look like? What is it? You know, well, we can't give you all the details, but what it turned out is basically I was going to get on a plane on Monday and come home on a Friday." Mm -hmm. And I said to him, mm -hmm. "I'm sorry, I can't do that. Um, I have wow. a wife, children, and ministry. I, I can't." I'm not going to do that. And they said, well, just tell them you're going to do that and, you know, find another job. This is, <laughs> this is HR telling me this. And um, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. So so they, uh, unfortunately, uh, they made a phone call, and I, I teased the guy all the time. They made a phone call, got somebody else to accept the job, and then they came in and they fired me. 
Well, they were divvying up the territory into they were taking the big accounts and then they were leaving everything else and they were going to hire a representative or a distributor mm. for the rest of the sure, territory. So sure. I made a, I made a play I made a play for the territory, and um, they gave it to me. I was mm. the only guy they, in the whole United States they gave that ter- gave a territory to set up. I had no money. I had a partner who was getting fired too, and uh, so we started our company September seventeenth, nineteen ninety one, and um, we are thirty something years old now, thirty two years old. Uh, didn't know what I was doing a long time, but you know, again, God things all, all along the way, and it brings me to where I am now. We did eight and a half million in sales last year, um, distribution, some of it, um, commission, some of it, and uh, we're a leader in our industry in New England, and um, we 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 uh, we are told we're one of the best. So that's uh, awesome. Is, yeah, what uh, what uh, exactly does your customer do, uh, co- company do? What what uh, area field are you in? And what what do you do exactly? So a lot of it's high temperature. People insult me if they say thermostats. So we hang in the 2,000, 3,000 degree centigrade range. Uh, we're doing a lot with uh, the EV market. Uh, uh, there's a lot going on right now in, in um, taking the power off of a, a solar grid and storing it somehow in a non-battery type mm-hmm. thing. We do pharmaceuticals. We do, you know, we do a lot of aircraft stuff, uh, military military stuff. We do food. We get to you know there's I won't say because I don't know where this is going but there's some food I'll never eat again because uh, I get to see how it's made so we, we get into a lot of different areas that uh, um, where people manufacture uh, things whether it be food uh, or uh, space shuttle tiles uh, you know mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of stuff cool stuff so a lot of it's very interesting meet a lot of cool people yeah that is cool how many people you got working for you there's uh, six of us um, so we're lean and mean and uh, you know that's thanks to a lot of stuff uh, from C12 to you know the whole buying process how we can pull what we pulled off last year off um, but amazing. yeah six people oh, that's neat and what about your tell us about your uh, uh, kids a little bit what how many kids you got what's going on with them so I have, I have three three children um, my oldest is Amanda she works at a uh, high-end food uh, market on Nantucket uh, mm. she's met Bill Pellet Bill Belichick a few times she's ah. getting fuller, you know, <laughs> Uh, her my her famous story is uh, Amy Poehler. Please come to the front desk. You've left your mm-hmm. license here. Um, <laughs> Bill Belichick was uh, was getting a loaf of bread last week or two. The day of the Super Bowl is kind of funny. So did you say oh, no. I don't, well, well, he didn't look very happy. Well, yeah, because he wanted to be at the game that night. I think. But um, does he ever look really happy though? Uh, he is. I, I know. I know people who know him and work for him, and he's really a nice guy. He yeah. really is a nice guy. I think that's just his side um so she she she's a very uh, she's a barista now at the place to have starbucks in there and um she's she she does she's a really good worker really conscientious uh, my my son uh was working for me he went to full sale as a sound engineer after that whole market disintegrated mm-hmm. uh, so he um he, he worked for me and then and got off self-taught. He's a programmer right now at Toast, hmm. uh, working his way up. That's a POS for restaurants. Anywhere you go, you might see Toast when you oh, check interesting. out. interesting. Okay. And all that. But he's also doing some video uh, using his degree and from Full Sail. He's doing a lot of the audio for a good friend of mine who does uh, Christian movies. There was a, a film out not too long ago called The Abraham Accord. It was a yeah. series of he did all the audio for that. Oh, really? Yeah, um, that was good. Yeah, even uh, you know he. So yeah, he does he does a lot of that. And then mm-hmm. uh, my daughter, my baby, she's uh, thirty one. She's uh, you know her claim to fame is she got us a granddaughter, uh, but, <laughs> uh, who is our my five year old grand princess. But she also oh, works for me, and uh, 
Uh, cool thing there is we, um, you know, through C12, uh, was encouraged to bring her to GLS, so so I did. Um, and she something sparked in her with, with leadership. Um, oh. Got her into key players. We got into EOS, and she's my my COO now. She's just uh, found her her destiny. Hey. I think her amazing. calling, which is uh, totally, I was not expecting that. Um, you know, I've tried not to force or bring my kids into anything because I, I didn't want it. I wanted it to be whatever they wanted to do, and, and mm-hmm. it really resonated with her. And, and uh, she's really doing great for me now. Beautiful. How's the? Uh, how are you enjoying your uh, granddaughter? Oh. No, there's no words to explain that. I mean, uh, no words. It's just awesome. It's just, a, it's just, it's a life-changing thing. It's just having, you know. Last night she told me she wanted to marry me. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, she's just a, a sweet little girl, and um, yeah, we just love her to death. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Kathy, one t- uh, sometime, and maybe we'll have you back, Dom. Is uh, we do we want to do a little series on. Um, the role of uh, parenting and grandparenting uh, mm-hmm. in the social dynamic, particularly given the nature of the world today, uh, that I'm, be a I'm fun sh- series to do. I'm sure as you look at it, uh, Dom, is that you know you see that little five-year-old with the innocence that she's got, um, and she knows you know what she's about ready to face as she gets mm-hmm. into the the whole uh, you know just school and, and friends and stuff and. It's uh, beyond beyond belief of, <laughs> of what is going on in the world, which is, and the neat thing about God is He said, "Well, um, don't be surprised by it." He said, "By the way, throughout history, um, it's not a whole lot different than throughout history." And I, I that's why I, br- I built the family to mm-hmm. actually uh, move that to, into a beautiful spot, and it doesn't matter what the world does, you know? So, and I know you, yeah. you experienced that. And by that. the way, I chose this time for her to enter the world for yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. That's right, and I, right. Know, I know it's a joy. They must live then close to you, you must get to see her quite a bit, right? <laughs> Eight feet away, they live in our basement. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> we have we have coffee time. At, you know, most mornings, even today, she was happy to have coffee time. It didn't have to end because she didn't have to go to school. Uh, um, so yeah, she's been great. And then my my wife, you know, along those lines, uh, my wife has always uh, worked in kids ministry and really had a, a passion for introducing kids to worship and mm-hmm. and uh, seeing her with Lily and and during COVID, you know, we had we had moved into a new house and fortunately we did because we were able to bring our granddaughter and our daughter into our house and there was enough space but um because you know daycares were shutting all that my wife right. you know, got a good year two years with my daughter as a as you know a as a christian you know and and um you know my daughter for a while getting a little bit out of it, out of it now but would say we got to say grace you know and and she'd be okay who's the prayer leader tonight and she'd point one of my kids and say you say prayers like just so she was um the evangelist in our family uh even at, at school, they were asking something. I forget what it was. Some something, and they were talking about people's birthdays on holidays. And she meant, "You mean like Jesus at Christmas?" That's beautiful. Well, uh, thank you for sharing all that. Tell us um, a little bit about your experience with, uh, you know, moving into learning about abiding, and what does that look like to you? How how do you spend time in the Word and, and journaling and processing just what God's saying to you? And share a little bit about about your experience with that. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's just an amazing. I'd heard a year and a half being in C12, you know, the Word abiding, and thought it was just a 
their language for prayer. It, was, it wasn't the their language for prayer. It was, but yeah, it was, it was, it was something totally not expected. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I thought about how to answer that question. Um, and the other day at C12, we had a verse and I said, that's it. And it was, it was a simple verse. I might not have never even thought about it, but it was uh, Proverbs where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which mm -hmm. I, that's, that's abiding all roads. I tell people all roads lead eventually to abiding mm -hmm. and, um, and your path will be straight. And I have to say, since, since I've been abiding, I mean, as a business owner for 30 something years, I mean, I've moved around. I mean, I, my path has been dead end, wrong way, long way around. And, and I'd say the abiding path has straightened that path mm. to that, that, you know, when I saw that the other day, it was like, that's it. That, you know, if there were one word, it would be, you know, it's straightened my path. It's been an incredible journey of, of, uh, mm. of learning, you know, listening. I'd say, you know, when I, when I've taught, told this to other people, it's, it's not praying, it's listening. It's, it's, it's getting, you know, led to a place and then journaling and listening and hearing hearing things that God will tell you that are just, it's like having, being on, uh, you know, uh, who wants to be a millionaire and having unlimited call friends. And, uh, <laughs> That's a good uh, one. I like that one. And, and, you know, and I'm taking advantage of that. So my, my, I get up, I love, you know, we used to pray God, I'm not sleeping. I'm waking up at five in the morning and, you know, I started abiding. I'm saying, God, do not let me sleep past five mm. because uh, my, my, my routine is to get up. Uh, I've got a good couple of good venues to do it in and, uh, put a little bit of Christian instrumental on, you know, start with a little prayer, get, get in the word and then just write, start writing things down in the journal. And the whole journal process is just incredible. My, you know, to a year and a half ago, my journal, total journal was probably a napkin, uh, maybe. Um, but, uh, I've got almost two journals filled up now with stuff that God has spoken to me, life-changing stuff and the ability to, to one, go back and recall things God tells mm -hmm. you. I mean, some of this is red letter stuff. I mean, this is the voice of God. And to, to, to the years that may, he may have told me stuff that I didn't write down, I don't remember. Right. To be able to right. go back and, and see that is just an incredible uh, tool, blessing. Yeah. But and we need those reminders, right? We we do. The other thing too is I, I, one of my processes is if I have a question for God, I will write a question mark and then I will write down question and uh you know it wasn't too long ago i was i was doing something i was, was journaling and then i just felt compelled go back to a week ago and i went back to a week ago and like i asked that question you just answered it i mean it mm. to go back and see the things that he answers and to 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 have that as you know um as as part of your walk stored you know where you have access to it and uh, mm. just an, just an incredible part of the of the of the, the, the discipline or the process that, that, that we do. Um, so, you know, the journaling piece has been a, an amazing thing. The, 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 the learning things that like my, my common question is even to my pastors, they don't tell you this. Where, why haven't I been told this, you know, mm -hmm. about some of the things in, 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 in the word of God, the Bible and, and some of the, um, uh, digging deeper into it. Yeah. The, the truths that are there that are that mm -hmm. were were either glossed over or I think misrepresented. Uh, my favorite one is there's there's a, a part where you know you're supposed to put the coal on the the guy's head who offends you, your enemy, and and I mean historically, I mean when I, I've asked people, what do you think that means? Well, that's going to 
it's going to bring shame to the person. Well, that doesn't seem right because God wants you to love your enemies and all that. So as I dug deep in my abiding process, I realized that the culture back there was that people would walk around with hats when they didn't have have money or food. And by putting a coal in there, you were giving them fuel to feed their family and save their life. So so it had nothing to do with shame, which to me, it, it made it made the whole thing come make clear like how does that it was a contradiction there if you were to just read it on space value but it, it just mm-hmm. clarified a lot which compels me to go back and abide more because you know the stuff that i'm learning is just i i, I need it i need to know that stuff yeah and that's the so, uh that's the beautiful description of um abiding is a relationship you've talked about your journal is just relationship uh dialogue back and forth uh but that when you come across something and you say, well, I'm not sure exactly what that is, or wait a minute, I'm not sure that that makes sense to me. Um, and then you start going deeper um, until you, until, and by the way, that's why he says, uh, the Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. Well, you need to have a, have a passion for truth. <laughs> is, mm-hmm. is, you know, and like you described it as, wait a minute, I, I, I'm not sure about this. Now, you didn't know the answer, but you said, I'm going to go pursue it with the one that knows the answer. Um, right. You know, and then you, you get it and you're just like, wow, look at this, you know, and uh, what a great uh, illustration of uh, abiding. And we can tell, by the way, that um, you enjoy it to the full, you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's not an it's not a duty. It's a it's a privilege, you know, um, and so we'll, we want to pick up again our next session. Uh, and you made a statement that we want to pursue further is you said it, I, I, it made my path straight. Um, we, we would like to pursue that a little bit, Dom, of tell us about some examples of that and what's the difference between wandering around and starting to have God actually direct your steps. Um, and so we, we want to we come back to that because um, uh, we know it's, it's really meant a lot to you and we'd love for you to share with the audience um, exactly what does that look like? Because that's really everybody's question is, mm-hmm. is that really possible? <laughs> and, and is and, that for and, me too? <laughs> and how does, how does that actually work? You know, And of course you said, it starts with the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And we pray that everybody would have the joy that, that you can see on Dom's face or hear in his voice is uh, he has great joy just in that alone. Um, and by mm-hmm. the way, God does too. So Dom, thank you so much. And we'll, we, will, we wanna pick it up uh, next week and, and do a little bit more on this. And uh, Kathy, we're excited to uh, have him return. Absolutely. And thanks so much for joining us, Dom. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And if you have any questions, send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And we'll see you next time. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.